This is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Hello, hello, welcome. It's Janelle Turner here. I am with a good friend of mine. She is a 2-4 self-projected projector. She's the creator of Beyond Beautiful Pathways, and I'll let her talk about what that all entails. And I'm glad to have her back for the second time. Welcome, Valerie. Hi, Valerie. Hi, Janelle. Thanks for having me. This is so much fun. Right? I love the <laughs> podcast. It's so fun. Uh-huh. So why don't you tell us about um, Beyond Beautiful Pathways to start off before we get into what we're really here to talk about. And I'm going to cliffhanger that. So go ahead. Right? Yeah. Beyond so Beautiful Beyond Pathways. Beautiful Pathways is like Valerie 3.0. Mm-hmm. The first part of my life was doing everything the way I was taught. I thought that was the right way. I got married. I had children. And when my youngest was about 15, I got divorced and went to graduate school for counseling. So then Valerie 2.0 was becoming a counselor, creating a career, finding, well, accessing my whole life's dream and goal to become a counselor. Mm -hmm. Then I've been doing that for 13 years and I have more things I want to do that aren't clinical counseling. And I've created a course. I have a book of poetry. I have the human design um, information that I want people to integrate into their life path guidance that I love to do for people. So it's emotional, emotional freedom, basically. Mm -hmm. So it's healing from history and all that stuff. But it's also about how to how to make most of who they truly are. So Mm -hmm. actually, fanning the flames of their true self while healing and releasing what wasn't theirs anyway. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. I love that it's, it's still clinical, but it's also stepping outside of that and accepting that there's other ways to treat the whole person. You, like you said, as an individual um, and that you're combining that all together, I think is really neat. Thanks. And I specifically love working with women because women have a core value of relationship. Mm-hmm. And so when they get better, everyone they know, they just drip with nurture when they're healthier. Yeah. And so it's a exponential uh, access and it's generational. My mother worked with women too. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand that. And as women, I feel like it is sometimes more not just easier but also more rewarding to help a fellow woman you know (laughs) yes and everyone in her life is feeling better because she's at peace because I believe women are the heart of organizations they're the heart of families they're the heart of the world well I love that that's so awesome so everybody check it out beyond beautiful pathways all right so Into the human design of today, we're going to talk about, uh, it's something called profile. I guess I should go over profile a little bit in case people are unfamiliar. Uh, In human design, there's something called a profile, which kind of gives you the energy of your personality, how other people see you. It's a big part of your life path. And there's six parts to the profile, also called lines. 
and each of us have two and it's displayed as a fraction. So I'm a three, six, Valerie is a two, four, and each of those numbers mean something different and kind of give you a little nuance to your personality and the way you interact with the outside world. And today we're gonna to talk about one line only, one number only, and that's four, the fourth line. It is, a, I think it's a pretty popular profile. Two fours is one I see pretty often. Uh, the only other one with a four I think is four one and that's very rare. But There's a four six, right? Oh four yeah, six. four six, four six, yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so uh, the fourth line is all about relationships. It, the way I remember it is fourth line friends. That's how I keep it in my head because that helps me. But the way you've described it to me has sometimes has been really cool, like a person collector. You also, to me, I think are a person connector because you bring other people together and relationships for fourth lines are really important and they bring about opportunities that can sometimes be major points on your path. And yeah, I love fourth line. My husband's also two four, so I think that's cool. So why don't you describe in your own words how you how the fourth line works for you, how you work with it. I know you like it, right? <laughs> it's, you know what? I experienced the fourth line as really fun. Mm -hmm. So fourth line friends, fourth line fun. Uh, it's something where I was, when you were talking just now and explaining this or introducing this concept, I was picturing a spider on a spider's web. Mm -hmm. Now, a spider is very creative and weaves this sensitive structure that's very strong, right? Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes the spider is alerted to something that's happening out there just from a frequency like a little shift in the, in the, the feeling. Yeah. And so I feel like I'm always, I've got all these webs everywhere mm -hmm. and I'm, and I'm really, I get inspired, encouraged, excited when I, when I see there's a connection on the web. Wow, and so, cool. so like just this week, Tuesday, um, one of, ugh, there's so much, but Tuesday, one of the people in the book club in a group on Meetup that I that I started in 2010, mm -hmm. she told the group, I have three job interviews this week. She's been looking for work. She said, all of them are from who Valerie put me in touch with. Oh, wow. And I said, yeah, I know where that person used to work. And I know where this person used to go to school mm -hmm. and different organizations. They've moved careers. I also love career counseling and stuff. So like, and so that's an example of how I remember things. The UPS worker at my UPS store where I have my mailing address, mm -hmm. he's a graduate from the same university I got my master's degree from. And he said he was looking for a job. And I'm like, really? I am a career counselor training with career counseling, one of the eight dimensions of counseling. Mm -hmm. And I love it. And so I said, what's your major? What did you get your degree in biochemistry? And I'm like, wow. okay, well, actually I took a Dale Carnegie, Dale Carnegie course back in 2010. And this guy is, is like a chemical engineer. And I said, I wonder if he knows anyone who might need a bio, biochem graduate 
in the Denver area. Mm -hmm. So I put them in touch because I kept in touch with this chemical engineer mm -hmm. that I met in this class through LinkedIn. So there's any number of routes. I don't know. I always said it was because I was a middle child or because I, you know, kind of a social worker with a bachelor's in social work. Like I love connecting people. Yeah. Resources. naturally to you, I think. Yes. And now that I found human design, I'm like, oh, it's a lovely fourth line. It really is. It's such a cool energy. And just as you were describing it, I can tell how how it comes naturally to you to keep in touch with people and to put them together. And I think that that's a really awesome thing because it's, it takes work to keep in touch with a lot of people and most people won't do it. Like you have to say hi and remember stuff and keep in touch a little bit. But I think that a lot of people aren't willing to give that much of themselves. So thanks for being a good friend. You know, it, it's, it's so much easier these days. We've got social media. So like the person that I met at Dale Carnegie in Denver in 2010, he, he's kept in touch with me on LinkedIn. Like, okay. hey, how's it going? You know, and I'm supposed to wait for the recognition and invitation. I know that now. <laughs> but, you know, we just chatted for some reason. I made an impression on him. He's the only one I keep in touch with from that class. But he's very interested. He checks in with me now and then. And, and recently I'm like, do you know anyone in the Denver area who might need a biochem graduate? Mm -hmm. And so like that type of thing, um, maybe a fourth line doesn't consider it hard. <laughs> Probably, I don't think so. Cause my husband is also a fourth line and he's really good at keeping in touch with people and keeping track of people. And uh, he's a wedding photographer and there's people that he keeps in touch with and he shoots their families and their kids and all that other stuff. And it's, yeah, I mean, I know other fourth lines too, who are just naturally friendly, but I also think it's not just the work that you put in. I think other people are drawn to you. And just like you said, this other person was checking in on you. I think you energetically draw people in to say, Hey, what's going on with Valerie? I want to see what's going on. And I think it's part of a a little bit of a give and take type of situation. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know what I said to him or how I made an impression on him back when we were in the class together, because, you know, as a self-projector projector, I just say stuff. <laughs> yeah. And so it might've made a difference for him. I mean, I, yeah. I, I tune into people really easily. So, I mean, it's my happy place. Oh, that's great. Is there anything about having a four in your profile that you find challenging? Well, I think the two makes it challenging. Oh yeah, that's true. You know, the hermit. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the second line where I just, I don't mind staying at home, you know, I mean, so I, I put two people together last night. We had dinner, you know, the three of us, a new, a new counselor moved to town, found me through the meetup group, this mm -hmm. other counselor I've known for a while, and they're in the minority, they're both men. Mm. So I said, oh, you went to the same school as this one, even though it was in another state. I said, younger, more established, you guys might need to get together and mm -hmm. get to know each other and try to welcome him to town. And so we had this dinner last night. 
And it was, you know, I like to come home. I like to be home. I mm -hmm. like to have my, you know, so the second line probably is the counterbalance to the fourth line for me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's since Valerie is a two, four her, the first number in her profile is two. And that, as you said, is called the hermit. It's also sometimes called the natural, but that energy requires a lot of alone time for the process of a second line person. So to have a two, four, just like you said, is kind of like this energy of I'm cool, stay home. But I also know that relationships and being social is a part of my energy. So it's a, it's a balance and it's not always going to look the same. And there's going to be times when you think you really want to go out and then all of a sudden you just don't. And that's okay to, to say, no, thank you. And there'll be times when you really want to go out and you crave it. And you're like, come on, people, let's go hang out. I feel, I assume that way anyway, that it bounces back and forth. You know, it, it's maybe my time in my life right now. And with the pandemic and everything, I think I'm at home a lot, but uh, I like to create things that will connect people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's in the back office part, you know, like today I updated the book club for the meetup group and put some descriptions on there and we chose the book at the last book club and so I don't know it's it's just whatever is the next thing for me and I'm learning to trust the process of being a self-projected projector and having limited energy mm -hmm. and people are definitely a motivation for me yeah exactly and I think it's interesting too how you touch on yeah, you're a fourth line, but there's a lot of different parts of your chart that affect the way that you work with that fourth line and that not everybody who has a four in their profile uses it the same or feels it the same uh, or interacts with other people the same way with that energy. It really depends on a lot of other parts. Like my husband's a two, four, but he's a generator. So he's a lot more consistent access to energy than you or I. So I can see how that would really kind of play on you and go, well, you know, I really don't have the energy. I know I haven't seen people in a while, but I don't have the energy today. So that's okay. So interesting because I usually, I'm a left mind. So I like to plan things. Mm -hmm. And so today I was energized by having a friend over for dinner tomorrow night, but she's also a counselor. And so I was prepping some things for that because tomorrow I'll also go see my grandsons. So I need to have dinner going while I go see my grandsons, you know, so, but I'm motivated by people mm -hmm. and I'm motivated by, by growth and health and life in general, but that's more than just the fourth line, I think. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. And I, and I love how it can interweave together and all play together. And speaking of that, if you look at your human design chart from mybodygraph.com, you'll notice that there's boxes on the left and the right, red boxes and black boxes, and they have numbers in them that coincide to your defined gates in your human design chart. And there's a decimal point after that number and then another number. And that is the line of that gate. And there's six of them. So as you can see, they're the same lines that we have for our profiles and they energetically do the same thing to the gate so for instance i have gate one decimal three and the three is trial and error energy 
throw stuff against the wall, see what happens, messy energy. So I know that my creative self-expression is going to be messy, trial and error, see what I like, what I don't like, changing, that kind of stuff. So I went through my chart to see if I had any fourth lines and I only have one and it's gate 50, which is the gate of values and intuitively knowing when something is appropriate or not or valuable or not to myself and my community, my people. And I have that in the fourth line. And it was interesting to me because I realized that when it comes to rules and values, I really notice when other people don't follow them and I don't care for it. I don't like it. <laughs> the other day, my husband and I and a friend, we he's a photographer and he was doing some shots for her uh, real estate business. And we parked somewhere that said no parking. And I was like, we can't, we can't park here. We can't park here. And they're like, we're literally getting out and taking photos right there and getting back in. We're not, we're going to be right here. And I said, but the sign says no parking. And I was very nervous about it. And as they started to move away from the car shooting a little bit more, a little bit more, I was like, no, we can't, I can't do this. And I got the keys and I got in the car and I moved it across the street because across the street was totally fine for parking. So it didn't make sense to me why we couldn't be over there where we're following the rules and the values set by the police officers. And they thought it was funny and that I was being a little dramatic because obviously we, we most likely weren't going to get into trouble, but it just felt really against my nature to, I was like, we can't be here. Right? We can't be here. In my whole life growing up, I was always a rule follower my mom actually encouraged me to break rules because I never really did. And she was like, can you like do something bad? <laughs> like, maybe once or twice because she could tell it was from a fear of getting into trouble or a fear of not being perfect. So she didn't want me to have that. So she just was like, Hey, break rules. And <laughs> that really didn't help, but I understand what she, her intent was that there's certain rules that are made to be bent or looked at in a different way that I don't automatically have to take things for face value and do what people tell me to do when it comes to values and things that I think are important in my life. I can look at them and go, hold on, let me examine this. I don't have to follow your rule or your value until I make sure it's right for me. And I think that's what she meant when she said, go break some rules, but that's what my fourth line uh, my, I'm sorry, my gate 50 in the fourth line is about. So I thought it was interesting because it's about relationships. And I really notice the breaking of values and rules when it comes to other people that I'm in a relationship with. So that makes sense if, if that's where your fourth line is in that gate. Yeah. And it's the only one I got. I was like, wow, this is crazy. I have 10 third lines, but one fourth line. So I thought that was awesome. Makes sense. Is there anything else that you want to share about the four before I read something for us? Uh, nothing, nothing specific okay. right now. Well, lately, um, this is not about the fourth line, but lately I've been reading Incarnation Cross excerpts to people because this particular book I'm reading from has been really helpful for me. And I really enjoy the way that they explain uh, incarnation crosses. It's called the book of destinies. It's by Chayton Parkin and 
Carola Eastwood. I hope I pronounced that right. Um, but it's a beautiful book and we have similar incarnation crosses. They're not the same. She's, uh, Valerie is the right angle cross of the Sphinx two. I'm the right angle cross of the Sphinx four. So the only difference is we have different personality sun gates, which is the most important potent gate energy you have in your chart. And I'm gate one, Valerie's gate two. We're so close. Like our human eye charts are so crazy close how they are. If you didn't have your defined G center, we would have very almost exactly the same chart. So it's kind of neat that we yeah. found each other and then we both yeah. live in the same state. <laughs> right? So crazy. All right. So I'm going um, to read your incarnation cross with your sun and gate too. Direction is your purpose in life whether you are finding a direction for yourself or showing the way for others. Many will see you as a lighthouse that allows others to find their own bearings. At times you find yourself pointing a way that defies normal explanation. But if you are true to yourself and your creative impulses, the direction will be the right one. On our planet, the Sphinx in Egypt symbolizes an ancient forgotten yet ever constant mystical guidance towards something greater than ourselves. Somewhere in your being, you remember. Be aware that your ability to point the way for someone does not automatically imply that you have to take the lead for them or that it is your responsibility or obligation to carry others through their lives, even if you could. If you find yourself overly obliged to others and continuously helping them find their way, you might consider reviewing how healthy those relationships really are. Pointing the direction for someone and then encouraging them to engage with their own abilities is the best approach. Ultimately, everyone is responsible for their own life journey and forgetting this can entangle you in one distraction after another. Yay, it's so pretty. Isn't I it? I, yeah. So much was flashing through my almost below my awareness. I could feel it like my children, like mm -hmm. my, my clients, like how I'm going to do with that in the guidance coaching model. I actually drew a lighthouse because I'm from Miami oh, and there's a lighthouse on uh, Key Biscayne and it's called Bill Baggs State, uh, Bill Baggs Cape Florida State Park or something down there and there's a lighthouse and so I grew up having birthday parties there on that beach oh that's wonderful yeah and so I like the way shower when you mentioned that I'm like way shower I love words too by the way so like um but exactly when I'm working with someone and of course the penetrating aura of a projector mm -hmm. and also this this guidance model like I want them to experience themselves fully mm -hmm. in their life as much as possible so that they feel fulfilled in all areas. Mm -hmm. And we got to be hands off about it. I'm the same way. We have to like, let them do it. <laughs> you know what? If, if I took over, they would feel they couldn't do it themselves. Mm -hmm. And so it's really just, it's almost, I, I tell people I'm, they're they're their own they have their own canoe and they just put me on the side so they don't flip as often you <laughs> know yeah, i'm just yeah. a little ballast like a sidecar but on a canoe because <laughs> yeah. water and emotions sort of are metaphors yeah and so i always use water metaphors and so 
I said, you're the one that brought me here to keep your canoe from flipping and to help you. I've got, I've tried to got the goggles and the little map here of you, but you're still living your life, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm just here to say, you know what, maybe that, that up there looks like the right way, but I don't tell them, I ask permission if I have any ideas for them, but, but they make their awarenesses organically and they're like, huh, even yesterday, huh, maybe it's not that I don't remember, it's that I was dissociated after yeah. I've taught them about what that is. And I'm like, oh, you know, yeah. and I don't, I don't, I don't go any farther past where they are either. So I don't predict where they're going to go because that might direct them and mm-hmm. I'm not going to direct them. I'm yeah. just holding space for them yeah. to find it themselves. That's been hard for me to, because I have a similar incarnation cross where it's, a guidance, but a very hands-off guidance. And I feel that that's correct because I, and not to sound, every time I say this, I feel like I sound callous, but I don't want to be connected to people for long periods of time necessarily. I don't want to have an eight-week container or a 12-week container or a a one-on-one even where I'm connected to somebody for, you know, the better part of a year or something. I just feel that that's not my purpose. It's more of a direction pointing and let them go off and stay connected in a way that's more about, I care about you and I'm checking on you to see how you are. Oh, you're good. And oh, you have questions? Because I still have people come back after readings and ask me questions and want to talk a little bit about certain things. And that that to me is awesome because that's like a little bit of a direction shift that they need. They know that that they, they want to change direction, but they're not sure how to do it. And so I do like to stay connected, but in a, like you said, a very hands-off way where it's casual. And I, I don't feel like I can, I'm continuing to owe them something as part of our past energy exchange. It's more of a continued energy exchange. That's more of a friend level situation. Does that make sense? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can work in whatever way it feels best for you and how you are creatively expressing your human design, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. You're totally right. Uh, Yeah, so good for you. Thank you. This has been a really great conversation and I love (laughs) your fourth line. I've always been attracted to fourth line, so I'm so happy that we spoke about it and I hope that if anyone listens if you have a fourth line or if you know somebody recognize that that relationship is special to them and it's also special for you because fourth lines are connectors and they might put you in touch with somebody that you would have never met before in your life so they're special you're special I love you <laughs> and I'm so glad that we're friends and I'm glad that we've met in real life and that we continue to talk and I hope that you know that your listening ear has been really helpful for me and has really given me a lot of confidence in my own, in the clarity in my own path. I've been getting a lot of clarity and you've been a part of that. So, whoa, nice. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for, I don't know, including me in your journey. Yeah. Because, um, that really lights me up when I'm included in somebody's journey. (laughs) Yes. And that reminds me the fourth line I said once that I'm like a people collector. Yes, you did say that. And, and so, 
anyway, I, I have a lot of people in like, you know, Facebook or LinkedIn or I mean, Instagram's growing. Twitter's a whole fun thing. Um, <laughs> I have fun with Twitter. Um, but yes, I think um, I enjoy that. And and then I just wait, right? Wait, because that's the projector mm -hmm. strategy is to wait for the invitation. And so I connect or I make little comments when I feel is the right thing or time mm -hmm. or I feel inspired. That's how I create a lot of the language that I put together is just from that but people inspire me and then people go hey do you think you could help me with this i i can't i can't go to anyone else yeah um you're the only one who can help me right and then yeah. and then it goes right and yeah. so um that's that's what happened recently with you know not taking insurance anymore so people who need to use their insurance can go to any number of people who take their insurance yeah yeah well, that's awesome. So anyone who wants to be collected by Valerie, <laughs> she is beyond beautiful pathways on Instagram. <laughs> Go be her people because she's really fun. And I'm Janelle Turner HD on Instagram. If you're interested in human design readings or if you have any questions, JanelleTurner.net is uh, my website. So thank you all for listening. Again, thank you, Valerie, for being here. And I'm sure I'll see you again soon. We'll hook up soon because that'd be fun. Beautiful Colorado together. So that's right. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Chatting Human Design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day.